Poo is one of those like nostalgic things that just makes me so sad. Like it's so wistfully <laughs> right. just there's if I think about it for too long, if I think about Tigger, if I think about like Piglet, it just makes me so sad. I can't, I, I don't think I can watch Winnie then, the Pooh. Then Keisha, have I got a movie for you? It's called Christopher Robin. It is literally weaponizing I saw it. exactly I that. I saw it. The scene, what the scene where, the scene where he's with Pooh on the train and Pooh's like, a red balloon. And he's like, why do you need a red balloon? And he's like, I don't need one, but I would like one very much. Like that just hits me in the heart. So it's just a very specific way that I'll think about it and I'll just start crying. <laughs> that needs to, be, <laughs> needs to be high on the list of movies we do on the podcast eventually. Because Christopher Robin, Christopher, we, can do, that, we can do Christopher Robin with dad because he loves that movie. <laughs> oh, do it for Robin's Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Christopher Robin movie, there are, yeah. who's the guy who directed it? Is that? a masterpiece. Yeah, like, there are, like, whole sections of that movie that are, like, directed like a horror movie. It is so wild. Yeah, no, it's, 90% of it is a horror movie. <laughs> it's true. And, like, the it's so dark and gloomy. Yeah, like, there's literally, there's it that is. section, yeah. there's that section where, like, Winnie the Pooh is, like, bumbling around Christopher Robin's house. And, like, knocking stuff off of shelves and stuff. And it's all color graded, this, like, sickly yellow. And it's got these really, like, yeah. shallow focus, like, really wild close-ups on things. You're like, what's about to happen? Like, what's Winnie the Pooh about to do to yeah. this guy? He's, well, he's, he's about to murder somebody. <laughs> when I saw, I went and saw Winnie, the, I saw Christopher Robin in theaters, the one right. you're talking about. And then, literally, I was like, hey, the nun's on right now and we're already here saying. and so we so i went and bought tickets to see the nun and just walked five feet over right. and i was i laughed at the nun i i yeah. got a little spooked in christopher because <laughs> there's well, a scene the in the nun where like she comes out of the water right, and she's right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. and i just i laughed out loud i was nobody else did in the theater but i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i kind of like the well, nun. There's that What's I like the, the, nun too, the nun too, where they're funny. like in that long hallway, and then the nun like sidesteps behind somebody out of like right. a door in the hallway. That shot was in the trailer, and I always thought that shot was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's... well, because there's that there's that part of Christopher Robin where they're like walking through the forest, and first of all, they're playing the terrifying heffalump sound that sounds like a demon, but then they Christopher Robin falls into a, this terrifying hole with like roots coming out of the sides. And then it starts pouring rain, and it fills up with water like he's going to drown. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That movie's just buck wild. Okay. Okay, when was the last time you guys watched that movie? Because I barely remember it. Yeah, I don't know. Years ago? It just sticks. <laughs> just I've ingrained. only seen it once because it's so sad to me. <laughs> so, okay, so guess, guess what movie. So, Christopher Robin was directed by Mark Foster. Guess what his most, pre most recent movie was at the time he was directing uh, Christopher Robin? It was World War Z. World War Z was his oh, last project. World War Z. <laughs> that makes yes. sense. That tracks. <laughs> I saw. I only. I've only seen World War I'm Z. This is. <laughs> I saw it in at the University of Calgary, <laughs> like literally maybe seven years after it came out, because they were offering it 
for free to students, which my cousins nice. are students there. But then I had to stay for a lecture afterwards about how diseases spread. <laughs> so they showed the film. Oh, no. Popcorn was also free. All of the snacks were free. Cool, and cool, then cool. they were okay. like, all right, here's our professor on diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how this will happen in real life. <laughs> and then they and they also they just kept saying World War Z. I'm like that sounds so stupid. When, when you say don't say Z, I know they say Z in Canada, yeah. but like the point is supposed to sound like World oh. War Three. But they're like World War Z, World War Z, World War Z. Keisha in the audience just be World like, War what Ed. are you talking about? I was like, you guys sound. I just watched the wrong movie. I've made a fool of myself in Canada before, and I'll do it again. Right. When I was when I was really little, I had like one of those. We were at a restaurant, and then I had a menu that you can do like puzzles on and stuff. And Mm -hmm. they were like, "Color in your favorite food or whatever." And I literally, I pulled the waitress aside. I said, "Excuse me, I don't." mean to embarrass you, but there's a typo in this. You spelled color wrong. <laughs> and she was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. In didn't America, know. that would be embarrassing for you. If there was a typo, that would be embarrassing for you. Why would you say that to the waiter? You I was nerd. eight. I was like seven or eight years old. I was like, there's a typo Jackson. in this. You spelled color with a U. <laughs> Jackson, knowing who you were as a kid, do you think there was even a glimmer of a chance that you wouldn't do that exact same thing? I wouldn't have said it to all of you guys. I wouldn't have said it to the waiter. I didn't. I mean, I the was waiter like, mother, doesn't have control over it. My head, in my, in my childhood head, I was like, this is so embarrassing for them. I'm trying to save them. Right. They look so uneducated with their typo. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, and I don't want to embarrass you. But like, I just like okay. there's. I was like, there's a typo. And so she's like, what are you I talking about? I actually looked up the spelling of hawk today. Because <laughs> you got confused yeah. by Lady Hawk. <laughs> because it has the e on the end. Right. E-hockey. I was like, is that like a European spelling? The only yeah. thing I can find is that that's how they spell the name Hawk. I think, okay. <laughs> Which is, like, like, kind of the joke. Like, yeah. Ethan Hawk? Like, is that what they're trying to... I think it just looks old Englishy. I think they're yeah. just yeah, making stuff up, thought. and they're like, ye old lady Hawk. Ye old... It's kind of like Matthew Broderick's accent in this whole movie. <laughs> right. It's like, vaguely European. Sometimes. <laughs> Leave oh, Matthew alone. <laughs> so, hey, like, anyway. I love him. <laughs> reference but... to the bird hawk being spelled with an E. Right. Okay, so speaking of Lady Hawk, what's up? Let's start the show. My name's Jackson McMurray. My name's Adeline McMurray, and I'm funny, but only when I'm not recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Keisha Rhodes, and it is neither day nor night at time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And mom, Wait, you can introduce you yourself. I'm mom, <laughs> also known as Jennifer McMurray, and I have no cute line here because nobody told me we were doing this. <laughs> Think on your feet, mom. So, Ren's in the family. <laughs> Jackson didn't have one either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Usually we don't. We just like to, even when it's not our mom, we just like to drop our guests in the deep end, just let them figure it out. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. I guess around. we could warn them once. Nah. Come up with something a little quirky when you're introducing <laughs> It actually would have been too much pressure. It would have been too much. This is fine. <laughs> it, has to be, yeah. it, has to, it has to come naturally, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't force it. 
So, so I talked to for a moment last week about why we're doing Lady Hawk this week. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll let Keisha and Mom tell the story in okay. their own words. This is this is how I remember it. So when we were in high school, uh-huh. what I we were at your house one day, and I don't know how, but the movie Lady Hawk was brought up. I probably brought it up because I do. <laughs> Bring this movie up more often than I should. Okay, did you, but I don't remember. Did you have like uh, you had seen it? Like you had a reference yes, to what it was. I've okay. I I grew up watching this movie okay, a yeah. lot. Like I I saw this movie way before I saw Ferris Bueller. This was my introduction <laughs> to eighties Matthew yeah. Broderick. The Broderick ooh. Well, me too. Broad- <laughs> don't talk just, about this man's ooh. I just I just liked this movie. I I'd never this movie and Enemy Mine with um Dennis Quaid or just two movies that <laughs> my mom that really liked. Maybe we can mom next movies? year I'll bring my mom. <laughs> okay, yeah. we'll there we go. <laughs> so okay, but I mean I don't know. Adeline keeps saying she wants to do uh uh Ferris Bueller's Day Off with Dad, so maybe we just bring in our parents to do their favorite Matthew <laughs> yeah. Broderick flick. Matthew Broderick <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Got a whole theme going. Yeah. <laughs> but I I brought it up and your mom was like, oh, yeah, I like Lady Hawk. And I said, okay, let's watch let's it. Let's watch it. <laughs> and it's going to be a thing. It just seemed like you two both weren't interested in it. And our friend Dom also Oh, was, was there. he there? Was Dominic there? Uh, yeah. Was like, yeah, we yeah, made a uh, whole event and people came over. And yeah. that, so that people- just, for clear, just for clarity, <laughs> that Adeline and I were not invited to. We no, had no like knowledge you, of I this. literally it didn't I think like me about? and Jackson <laughs> Wait, you guys I think me there? and Jackson No, I think we went to Hastings or 7-Eleven or somewhere and like we came home and Keisha was in our house. Yeah. Like literally Keisha just came over and we were like Keisha well, like hi, yeah. like but what are you doing here? And you're like, "Oh, I've got plans with we're your mom." Lady Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> because I wanted. I needed someone to watch Lady Hawk with me. Uh, <laughs> would, would appreciate it. Needed an outlet. I needed a Lady Hawk outlet, and I finally and finally found right. one exactly. over seventeen years of being on the planet <laughs> and talking about Lady Hawk and nobody knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, which is which sounds so crazy because you're like, oh, well, it's this movie where woman is a bird so in here's the day the thing. and her lover is a wolf at night and then they're trying to figure it out and Matthew Broderick is there and maybe they're in France? Unclear? Maybe. And there's also Wait, 80 synth the, the whole time. I, I liked how they kept saying the town name over and over again. Aquila. 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 They definitely used a Q sound. It was definitely Aquila. Yeah. yeah. But what? Yeah. With his vaguely European it. accent, it was hard to tell what the, <laughs> Navarre, what the correct Navarre. pronunciation is. Um, <laughs> and my Isabel, 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 my Isabel. My first. Uh oh. Whoops. One second. Uh-oh. Oh no! Sorry, I ruined the stream. One sec. One sec. One sec. <gasps> we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh no! I have it so mom's big. I don't know how to fix it. We've got quadrants of Oops. mom's face in the four cameras on the stream right now. It's about <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. We fixed it. Okay, sorry, sorry, right. sorry. Um, I remember, day. this is a weirdly specific memory I have. Uh, I remember being, like, at a GameStop before 
Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess came out. And at that point, mm-hmm. I guess I was, like, I was in elementary school. I was probably, like, fourth grade. And, Mom, you were always very into Legend of Zelda. So I remember you, like, talking to one of the employees about it because they had, like, a trailer on a TV or something. And, like, yeah. Link turns into a wolf in it. And then there was, like, also a clip in the trailer of him, like, holding a hawk. And the guy yeah. behind the counter was like, I think what they're doing is they're doing, like, a Ladyhawk thing. Lady I think Hawk. they're trying to riff on Ladyhawk. And you were like, oh, no way, I love Ladyhawk. And you were, like, <laughs> telling me about Ladyhawk all the way home because of the Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess trailer. That's my earliest memory of That's Ladyhawk. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I, I, I assume you have memories of me just talking about it. Um, probably, it. yeah. I'm gunning for Ladyhawk to be the next big cult following movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, people, people didn't care about it when it came out, but it has it has it all. It's got <laughs> drama. It's got Matthew Broderick. <laughs> it's got weird voiceovers. It's got pink skies. It's it's like it's got weird, weird music. music. It it has it all. So, it has okay. all all the things that people okay, want. So this is embarrassing for me because for a second last night when I was getting ready to watch it, like the opening scene, there's like the hooded figure with the hawk and I was like wait is the man the hawk or the woman the hawk and I was like having this internal conversation I was like wait lady hawk lady. <laughs> oh yeah that's right it's the, the woman lady the, is the, the lady hawk. is the hawk the lady hawk <laughs> I got confused there for a second but, okay so I'm just gonna get out in front of this cause we're gonna get there eventually I'm we all gotta be the heel sometimes and I guess it's my turn cause <laughs> Yes, it's turn. You guys are all very excited about this movie, and I think this movie's like a six out of ten if I'm being supremely generous. Well, I think the movie's like so boring. Okay, part of mine was like just nostalgia. And right. so and I have to explain to you that my generation, like when you watched a movie, it was you didn't watch it again. You know what I right, mean? Like right. I mean you mm-hmm. sometimes you did if you went and rented it, but like, watching a movie was a, a whole thing in and of itself. Right. And so uh, it's like you have this memory or this attachment of, like, <laughs> right. I remember, like, watching it with, like, our youth group, you know, like, I don't know, some adult, like, thought it was a great movie. And so I just remember watching it with my friends and then just thinking my remem- my memory of it was that it was, like, so romantic and like so powerful right. you know and it's like mm-hmm. this emotional thing and like their deep love for each other and and then, <laughs> then when i watch it like later it's like oh my god yeah because the thing about even... this movie is that how could they have any chemistry when the whole premise of the movie is that they can never appear on screen together these two actors you like so <laughs> yeah, much there's no chemistry like between that. the actors yeah uh, you yeah. just have to believe can, Rucker Hauer when he says that yeah. he loves her. You're like, I yeah. guess. Because like, the, they well, tell that was you. the whole story, right? They told <laughs> I mean, yeah. the story about their love and that Mr. Evil Priest guy. The Bishop. Quas- the Bishop. Quasimodo's dad. Was so jealous. <laughs> That's was their love this, was so powerful. <laughs> this movie is spectacularly good at explaining things and never showing them. Like, every (laughs) single thing you learn in the plot is explained to you. Nothing is shown. Like, actually nothing. Even the, like, the fact that she's a lady that turns into a hawk is (laughs) spoken. And you see it later, but they're like, how can we introduce this concept? They tell you first, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. 
Matthew Broderick prays to Jesus <laughs> and explains it to God. And that's what that's how we're going to tell you. Says it out loud. Our, he prays like 70% of the dialogue. Okay, but that's one oh, of yeah. the best things about the movie. I mean, that conversation. Yeah, it's true. Like that, it's, it's Matthew Broderick, yeah. If you, yeah, if you just, if you just want to watch it and appreciate Matthew Broderick and his hilarious conversations with God, it's that's <laughs> yeah. part. I was going to say, that, that was, like, those were all the best, like, little jokes. Like, the one where he's, like, he tells the guy the truth, thinking that he will think it's a lie. But then he sees through it and does it anyway. And then he has this little, yeah. he like talks to God afterwards. He's like, how am I supposed to learn a lesson here? You keep confusing me. Like, I was telling yeah. the truth. What do you want from me? Yeah. At the beginning, when he's like escaping out of the sewers and he like sees something he thinks is going to kill him. He's like, God, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to level with you. I'm gonna if you let me, way. if you let me live, I'm going to be so honest. I, I swear uh, but if you let me die right here, how can I prove it to you? Um, no hard feelings if you do let me die, but I'm going to be kind of disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's just so funny. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be angry about it. I'm just going to be disappointed. Yeah. So, yeah. And then he immediately goes and, like, steals a bunch of stuff. Like, steals a <laughs> yeah. knife. Yeah. Steals yeah. And yeah. he says, children. like, well, that doesn't surprise you, God. You knew you I knew, have a yeah. will or whatever. Yeah. Like, you knew this was gonna I happen. I love that so. little girl who's like, he's stealing daddy's shoes. And he's like, yep, bye. <laughs> Look at that. That was weird. Okay, why is that couple in the forest? Like, um, if you okay. watch that woman, the way she was, like, She's like acting, running around. I, yeah. Yeah, that was very strange. <laughs> I, I was it very... It was a weird choice. It was interesting to me just in terms of the Matthew Broderick of it all. Uh, yeah. First of all, I think the poster that you can see on the stream right now is very funny because it absolutely looks like Matthew Broderick is just wearing a hoodie. Like, yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like his old medieval <laughs> well, it garb. Looks like his, it looks like his school picture. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So for a long time, well, I thought this movie... And she looks like she's, like, wearing a hat, too. It's a weird, it's a weird picture. Yeah, for a long time, I thought what? this movie was, like, set in the modern day because of this poster. It looks like he's just wearing, like, a... <laughs> Zip up hoodie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he let's go. The modern day equivalent of the knight on the horse with the hawk deck. The score right. would make more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I was surprised to find out that this movie came out before Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because, oh, yeah. like, making a story like this where the character is, like, you know, has this, like, running internal monologue feels like the kind of thing that is, like, Something that happens to you a lot more after Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know? It's I very like much... They, but it made me think that they saw this. I don't know if it was ad-libbing or I'm, they wrote it for right. him, but, it, like, his style of doing this yeah. dialogue. I feel like they wrote Ferris Bueller's because, mm-hmm. like, in reaction to his Right, because he could pull it off in this. this. Yeah, and, like, oh, my gosh, we could write a whole story about this. Is. Right, yeah. What if he was a teen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting time. because, like, so often, yeah. like, the what, like, if an actor, like, really has a thing, usually the thing that it's, they're best known for happens first. And then everybody else kind of mm-hmm. tries to, like, get him to do that again. I think of Ryan yeah. Reynolds in this way all the time. Like, yeah. post, like, post Deadpool, this is the only thing Ryan Reynolds knows how to do anymore. He knows how to be, like, self-referential and meta and, like, monologue out loud. And, like, every single one of his movies that he's done since Deadpool is, like, riffing on Deadpool in some kind of weird way. And, like, 
Mm-hmm. That's what I just sort of assumed was going on here, but it turns out it's like the opposite. It's like he did something kinda and pretty good until it like escalated. It's just not sort of the so, thing you usually see. Thank you, Lady mm-hmm. Hawk, for so, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lady Hawk. direct line between the two. <laughs> I, I was about to say I was just I was just thinking about Matthew Broderick because he's so because <laughs> he's so dreamy because he's he is adorable in this movie, but. I was just like, I pulled up, for, I was really stupid. I was like, is that, is that Ferris Bueller? And of course it's obviously <laughs> Ferris Bueller. It's obviously Matthew Broderick. But so I was just like looking through his movies and like, he's been in so much stuff and so much of it is like so good and he's good. Right. And the one piece that like, I still don't quite understand. I don't get the music man. I still don't get that one. <laughs> he's a musical theater guy. He's always been a yeah, musical theater he guy. He is. He is a musical theater guy, but it's just like, I don't know. I get, he's got, like, that, the roguish like. charm, but, like, just, like, I don't know, he just doesn't fit. It's weird. I think, it's a weird charm. I think he's a good music man. What? what year was that? 2003. Okay. Music man. I don't even know. He's I'm a looking what? at it right he's now. A what? He's a music man he's with a, a big brass bass. Big brass bass. And then the rest I, of us make sounds on the train. I like like one and a half songs in the Music Man. Oh, and man. I really like the Music Man. I think I just have Stockholm syndrome because we did it in that's, high school, so yeah, I had to listen fair. to it all the time. But like, I enjoy Music Man, and we Show watched poopy. the we watched his version of it. We watched the movie like in my theater class in high school, <clears throat> and like it's good because it's the Music Man. But the whole time it was just like there's there's Matthew Broderick, there's Ferris <laughs> Bueller. He's having so much fun. Look at him go. Can I tell you a shocking trivia fact about the 2003 Music Man that I've just stumbled upon? Oh, go ahead. Do you want to guess the... <laughs> you you probably know all too well, Adeline. Do you want to guess the runtime of that 2003 Music Man movie? Probably a very long time. Two hours and 35 minutes long. How or could I you know, possibly two and a half stand hours. that? Because there's a lot to Shapoopy. It's because you're just watching Matthew Broderick have a Pick fun a time a reliving high school theater. He's just having a ball. Um, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Something like that. I have seen The Music Man a couple of times. I might have mm-hmm. just completely blocked it out. That sounds awful. Pick a little talk a little, pick a little more. Why? Okay, yeah, sure. That's I like guess. a one. It's a lot of nonsense. Do, yeah. It's a lot of nonsense. <laughs> Do we have to watch every movie that Matthew Broderick was in now? <laughs> no. Yes, yes, yes. Last time we Lots said we were going to do that. And put them in order. We wanted to do Dave Bautista, but we don't have Army of the Dead yeah. on our schedule right now. Even though I'd like to do it, I don't know. Um, but uh, we still haven't done RoboCop, so that's true. We've all, I mean, there's a lot of movies we got to get around to, <laughs> and we keep having yeah, all these yeah. new movies we get excited about. Anyway, what yeah, happens if you run out of movies? <laughs> right. Well, we're spending three out of four weeks every month doing brand new movies most of the time, anyway. So we're having a harder time. <laughs> so getting yeah, to we, the there's a lot of backlog. <laughs> We've been talking about doing the Matrix movies for like a year at this point. <laughs> we just like try to find yeah. a place to fit it in. <laughs> I am so tired when, like, you don't, when you haven't seen a movie or you don't know a movie and someone's like, you've never seen that movie. It's like, do you know how many freaking movies there are in the world? (laughs) There's so many and everyone expects you to know all of them. And it's just, that's not, that would be impossible. Yeah. It's too much pressure. Back on Lady Hawk. Keisha, here's my main criticism with the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm directing this at you so you Mm -hmm. can defend yourself. Because you seem the most excited. I will. I, go ahead. The script... (laughs) has no dynamics to it. 
Like, you set mm-hmm. up the premise. It's like, oh, there's a kid. He meets this weird couple. They have this thing going on. They're going back to the, the big town to go and fight the priest. But there's a bunch of guys who want to come get him. And that's mm-hmm. the whole movie. Like, the plot? Yeah. Like, there are no, <laughs> like, like reversals. Like, the status no. quo doesn't change at any point. It's like, they're going to this place. And some guys show up. And they're like, oh. And then they fight the guys and they get away. And then they're like, well, time to keep going to that place. And they talk and, and I, they get to know each other. And but I also like, got kind of confused with, like, the traveling. Like, how freaking mm-hmm. far were they going <laughs> right. away and then having to go back through the snow? Right. Yeah, and, like, it doesn't feel yeah. like there are any, like, reversals or, like, twists or, like, subversions of your expectations mm-hmm. or, like, they're just, like, going. And then they do. Yeah. And then they get there. And that's like 90% yeah. of the movie. And you're like, <laughs> yes. I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but maybe you weren't sure if the priest was telling the truth. Jackson. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe he wasn't. It's like. <laughs> maybe there they wasn't going to be you, so. that nobody ever had heard of before in all right. history. Here's <laughs> how. God. If I may, if I may approach the bench. You may, you may. Here's how I, I watched this movie. Because I've probably seen this movie at least 20 times. Just (laughs) how I operated as a child. I just watched this movie a lot. Um, But this time watching it with critical eyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I still love it. Because because I I have something. I have a piece of my heart that is Lady lady Hawk shaped. However, (laughs) this movie, it feels like two out of five. And that's being generous. Like two out of five facts or like pieces of dialogue just never made it into the script where it's <laughs> right. like it's just like there's it a lot out. of inferring that you have to do to right. make the movie work yeah. that's bad <laughs> right that's yeah. not right it's it's very much like if someone did um the the princess bride but they were like let's just, just take out. out the parts that move the story forward yeah, isolated scenes. <laughs> right. I just keep the part where everybody's just like hanging out and being friends. Right. And yeah, because, and because there isn't a mo- like the motivation at first is like I'm gonna get out of jail. Fair enough, because you're gonna get executed. And then he like stumbles upon the the Nevere, whatever the ca- Captain right. Nevere, yeah. and he, they're like. Expositing while they they, fight. Right. They kind of insinuated that he was looking like he knew who he was because he was looking for someone who could get him in the city. Oh. And he'd heard that. More or less. Kind of. They hinted that that was a thing. But yeah. How did he find him in that weird marketplace? And I think. Why did he find him immediately? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want my position to be like. What's with all these scenes that don't do anything? We gotta be moving all the time. There's gotta be twists and turns. Cause like obviously, like scenes that are just there for like character development and like filling out a world are like super important and great for a movie that like feels good and well rounded, you know. But mm-hmm. I think that it has to be in in what's the word I'm looking for? It has to be like in. I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> it has to like, be it next has to, to be, it has to have a purpose. Embedded, yeah. embedded. embedded within like things that make sense and other things. If your whole movie mm-hmm. is just like here's these characters kind of riffing on each other and the characters aren't really that good in the first place. 
And they don't talk much. <laughs> and they don't talk much, yeah. And, mm-hmm. like, the entire motivation for them, like, being together in the first place and staying together is that one of them just keeps telling the other one he's going to kill him if he leaves. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, no, I don't think I really am, like, invested in this relationship. <laughs> yeah. This dynamic doesn't feel super fun to me. And they have this, like, deep, deep love, and then at the end he's like, I'm going to go kill this guy, but if I die, kill her, and then... And, and then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, is like... I don't think I can do that. I don't think that's what she would want. And he's like, no, no, no. Yes, it's what it she is. would want. And it's like, no, no, no. She, she can't speak. She she's going to be a live without me. She wouldn't want to live without me. Just murder her. Yeah. Like, she's going to be a human in, like, a right. few hours. Can I at least ask her? If, like, that's yeah. cool. Can I, like, wait one minute? On. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I genuinely believe that the, like, final, the, like, last part of this movie is probably the weakest part of the whole movie. Like, even when I'm wandering around, like, the dismount sucks. (laughs) Like, we did all the pieces we're getting here. Like, even the way we get here, it's like, oh, is there going to be an eclipse? Is killing them going to do anything? But, like, we do all the things. We have a fun fight with bad fight choreography. But no, we have a fun fight. I hate the horses, so though. I liked when that horse, like, fell the, on its butt. Cl- that was fun. Clips. No, I was worried about clips. that horse. This is I the 80s. Really that horse is dead. They killed that horse, Right, yeah. Yeah. But it's like they do all the things that they need to do. Like, they get it. They get there. And, like, oh, they're both in the same room and the eclipse is happening. And the monk is just like... It works! And we're like, well, nothing we're happened. <laughs> what worked? And they're like, we did it! And they're like crying. And then, like, all the people who are in the church are just like, there. They just still. There. Yeah. The and they time. don't know what's going on. I don't think anybody else who knows what's going people? on. And he just like <laughs> picks her up and she's like, I love you! I love you! And then they're just like in the church. Like, that's their house now. And then they leave for some reason. Right. Like, no, and the ending scene of the movie sucks. But no, they leave. They're going to adopt the kid and they're all a happy mm-hmm. family. And I they also chose to make they chose to make it non-dynamic. Like they could right. have had breaking the mm-hmm. curses like they have to s- s- smooch and slay a dragon all during right. the eclipse. Or just like have anything like, happen visually <laughs> at all. But they said maybe it's just that the the bishop has to like see them together. <laughs> She's just there. And maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. Look at her. Look at her. <laughs> he's like, like look at her. us. And he's that's like, really he's funny like, to fine, me. Fine, I will. Because My yeah, he doesn't was. like make him. He just yells at him enough until he's like, okay, fine, God. Like, well, and, like <laughs> they, they see each other for the first time, and they I, like waited for them to like embrace, but they kept like stopping and like having these conversations and doing <laughs> right. these other yeah. things, and then, and then finally. She, like, they, like, touch each other. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And then she, like, drops the little hawk mask in front of the bishop. And it's like, oh, whoa. I thought she was going to stab him. And that's oh, what I wanted. And I she looked didn't. away and I lost what that was. I thought it was, like, her tethers. It was, like, yeah, it was, it was like the little tethers. hat her, and the hawk feathers. The little hood, yeah, I yeah. yeah. Okay. And she and said, she was like, I'm not a bird anymore, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Look at this. Idiot. This is proof I'm not a bird. <laughs> I don't need these anymore. Look, they don't fit. They don't fit. Look, look, look. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Oh, I don't need blinders anymore because I don't get spooked by big noises anymore. Because I'm not a bird. You put a blanket over me, I won't fall asleep. Look at this. Look at this. Throw some some seeds on the ground. I don't even want them. (laughs) Don't even want them. Don't even want to eat them. The best part about 
this movie is that like when they are a bird or a wolf, they are those like they don't have their brains yeah, right. anymore. There's like no, they like, <laughs> except when the hawk went to Matthew and well no, what's his name? The mouse. 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 Yeah. Philippe. Yeah. Philippe instead Philippe of the Gaston. And he was like, like that's do with my wife Philippe in the barn. Gaston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was it's, awkward. Uh, <laughs> I think Which I it's fine, I guess, but I think it's funny. I think this movie is kind of a tremendous misuse of Michelle Pfeiffer. Because oh, like hundred percent. Oh yeah. One of the things that's great about Michelle Pfeiffer is that she's is just there? got like so much face. Like her she has like a supremely distinct face. And maybe yeah. I'm just thinking about it like a lot of the movies I like know her from are from a little bit later, and maybe she just hadn't quite grown into having that much face yet in 1985. But like, I it, I would like maybe not necessarily realize it's Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie because like what's so great about Michelle Pfeiffer is that she's also like kind of a character actor too. Like she became like one of the most successful like leading ladies of the. 20th century but like ladies of the 80s ladies of the 80s but like she has like a really distinct like acting style and a really sort of broad interesting acting style at least from what so i know what her from. do you think of as her being a, a great role that she's done like i mean what? i think of batman returns I... I think of what lies beneath i think of um oh, i maybe it's just those two things i'm trying to remember I Hold think on. that this is, like, it's very much a product of the 80s, though, in which you could be a good actress or you could be a pretty actress, yeah. and you could right. do both. And, like, they just, they're like, oh, we just want you to sit in this I room. I feel like and... this was, like, a look. But yeah, she did. which is, like, just under, under, like, the same thing happened to, like, Robin Wright in mm. The Princess Bride, where she right. just looked pretty. And she obviously has the chops to yeah. be an actress. Yeah. Act in yeah. that movie. She's yeah. a pretty, she was a pretty face then. Exactly. And all, sit on a horse, look out the window yep. and be sad. Yep. It's maybe what I'm trying, trying to get to kill at. yourself like four times. <laughs> because like a lot of what I actually like think of when I think of Michelle Pfeiffer is like her more recent work when she's like older. So I'm trying to think of like the era when she was like a young leading yeah. lady. And I guess like mm-hmm. truly I think that's just it. I think it's like Batman Returns and What Lies Beneath. But Yeah, it's like all I can think of. And she's in. And I'm the, a product of that era. The the Prince of Egypt. Right. Which um, is great. But I guess I just mean like I feel like those movies like let Michelle Pfeiffer look like Michelle Pfeiffer, and like this mm-hmm. movie they don't know that Michelle Pfeiffer is like an important commodity yet. They don't know yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it feels like she's like made up in a very regular, very normal way. They're not like trying to like yeah, you know, make well, her look like she does. Her makeup and her hair. Right. Yeah. Well, no, her makeup and her hair, like, just takes me out of it so much. Like, Mm. she doesn't fit in the world at all. Like, I I know that there's a lot of, like, short medieval hairstyles on women. We've all seen uh, Ted and Bill and Ted go back (laughs) in time and hang out with what's her face. And she's got the short haircut. Anyway. But, like, we know there's, like, short medieval haircuts, and we've seen that, like, in that time era. But the fact that she's got, like, this just supremely 80s hairstyle. Yeah. And she's got, like, the super thin eyebrows, and she's, like, all airbrushed and, like, pretty with, like, lipstick and stuff. Like, she just, like, doesn't fit into the world at all, even a little bit. She had a lot of makeup on. I mean, she probably did, but you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. she wasn't made up. 
but it was definitely like that soft lighting and like yeah yeah and she's, she's like, like she just looks like airbrushed yeah yeah and she doesn't like it to make a meal out of anything that's what i like the most about <laughs> michelle Pfeiffer. she likes to make a meal out of it and this movie she's just like oh wow she's snacking <laughs> and you're like except for that snack. part Except for that part at the very end where he picks her up and she just goes, I love you, right, I love right. you, That's for no stuff. reason. That's the one. <laughs> because they have because they haven't been able to embrace each other for who knows how long, <laughs> Adeline. They've been separated yeah, for so long. Together, I was just separated. saying. I mean, let's just say, <laughs> I'm a person who was in a long-distance relationship for five years of my life, and this didn't do anything for me. Jackson! <laughs> yeah. Jackson, I couldn't communicate with each other. Not relatable content. Jackson, you know, it's not the same. Okay. It's not the same, though. Uh, because... You were never a bird at the time that she was a human. Sometimes you don't have Wi Fi, Keisha. Well, remember that, they, that awesome scene where, like, they change and they, like, see. They get to, like, see. Oh, goes yeah. And then there's, like, uh, so big furry thing laying there, and then it fuzzes out, and then there's, like, a man laying there. It was amazing. And she's. And then there and was feathers. He's like, you need to tell me exactly what she said, and I'm going to know if you're lying because I know how she speaks. That's intense. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. That's ooh, <laughs> drama. Ooh. Um, Here's the thing about the movie is that there's such a good skeleton here. Like that it's, oh, such, absolutely. A, it's a, yeah. such an interesting concept. Like I think that it it would be worth retinkering and redoing at some point right. down the line. Maybe. Because it, yeah. maybe you do it's it in a video game, call it Twilight Princess. Twilight or maybe you do it in a movie setting. And you just actually, like, show the things that they talk about because there's yeah. some really yeah, interesting yeah. things. Like I was trying to think about, like, what would have added. Like, now looking at it, I don't get the emotional connection at all. Um, and, like, what Sorry, would have... Sorry, Keisha. <laughs> oh, no. The, she, Michelle Pfeiffer has so much more, co- like, connection and chemistry with Matthew Broderick because they actually oh. interact oh, with each yeah. other. For oh, sure. Yeah. For sure. So here's something but I, I still learned. buy into it. I buy into the love story. Here's something I learned while I was yeah. looking at the Wikipedia page for this movie. Apparently, uh, the reason that Rutger Hauer was the other lead in this movie, who is, you know, this is before Blade Runner. This is sort of like not, he's like not a big name yet in a movie filled with big names. Uh, the reason it was him was because Kurt Russell dropped out. And let <gasps> me tell you, Kurt Russell in this movie sounds bad. That sounds like the wrong choice. Yeah. Kurt Russell? Yeah. Kurt Russell's so handsome, though. Kurt Russell has to be, like, snarky and funny. I don't think I could take him seriously. He's got, like, a little bit of archness to him in everything. And I don't think if he were, like, delivering those really serious lines, I'd be like, you're, you're, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop with Kurt Russell, I feel like. What about in Skyfire's breakout rule? Like, when Chris Evans stopped being meatheads, you know? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Okay, so what year was this? This would have been, like... This is 85. This is 85. Overboard? Yeah. Wait, when did Overboard happen? I thought Overboard was, like, early 80s. I think 87. I'm gonna guess 87. Can you guess 83? Let's see. I'm gonna sort by (laughs) most recent. Vote now. 87! 87! How did you know that? I I just know! I know! I just know (laughs) the years that movies happen for some reason! Uh, Okay, so The Thing was 82... Big Trouble in Little China was 86. Uh, yeah. Let's see. When is Little Trouble, Dr- Little Trouble in Big China coming out? 
Good one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's in Swing Shift. He's in uh, what's it called? Uh, Escape from New York. He's in The Fox and the Hound. And then he would have gone on to Lady Fox Hawk. Fox and the Hound is great. Yeah. Oh, he is in that, isn't he? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we watch all the time. When actors have a chance, they surprise us sometimes. Right. From like a comedic role to a more serious role. But I, I don't know. I don't know if he could have done <laughs> I think I it's think not, he, it's not necessarily a matter of talent. It's not that I think that actors... It's one of these like film theory things that you like sort of get an eye for when you think about it a lot, which is just that like... Actors, when they become celebrities, trade on an image. And, like, yeah. there are some actors that, like, no matter what you are actually doing, like, the baggage that comes with you just as an idea will never not be part yeah. of your performance. Is your audience going to mm-hmm. buy it? Right, Is the audience yeah. going to buy this character? Yeah, exactly. Um, which, which is, like, exactly <laughs> what we're talking about with, like, Matthew Broderick or, like, Ryan Reynolds from earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, like, a shtick. They have, like, a thing. They have, like, an attitude that they've sort of cultivated. And if you throw Matthew Broderick in, in a like really serious, like really straightforward role, you kind of expect him to have a little bit of bite, a little bit of like sass in him, you know? And if he like really Mm -hmm. and truly doesn't, unless he's like doing something really incredible, like it feels like it's missing and it feels like you don't, feels like you're, you've been tricked out of something. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Wait, back to my point though. Okay. that how there's, okay. Like, they really just don't do anything in this movie. No. But they could have done so much. Like, the bishop yeah. makes a deal with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's so jealous of this, of this love that we never Show see. Show me that part. Yeah. <laughs> Show that, like, do a little Beauty and the Beast intro action or something. Like, right. Do yeah. a cold open of... The, like, the like horrific... How it all went down. I, I understand that there, there are technologies that weren't invented yet but just like show a shadow of her contorting into a bird <laughs> right. and, and it's like a, from that a wolf guy, to a man or something that but guy the playing that bishop were so bad like it could <laughs> yeah. only be done now <laughs> that that guy playing the bishop gives such an like understated performance in that role and it's like why aren't you just going yeah. crazy right now like this should be yeah, like the most over the top crazy performance in this movie like, they, yeah, like, every character. It's not, it's not <laughs> even, like, like, Frollo, like, hiding, like, an insanity and a sinfulness. Mm-hmm. So, like, you start to see the facade crack and he, like, goes crazy later. It's not even right. that. He's just kind of, like, Everybody knew. always boring. Yeah, yeah. he's just, like, yeah. a boring he's, guy. He's already frollo boring evil guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so... And, and every man in this movie was so in love with her. <laughs> right. This, mm-hmm. this is a bow... The lady hawk is a boo. And like we're not that, sure why, except she was beautiful. Because she's yeah. so beautiful. Right. Because she's so beautiful. But we don't. We never see them fall in love. The, like the the priest is just like oh, I accidentally was so drunk and also maybe I in love up. that I told <laughs> yeah. the I told the bishop and the bishop was pissed because he was Daisy. also so in love. Yeah, and so I don't even remember. I was so devil. drunk. I don't know what I was doing. I was really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like like all of that stuff is so interesting. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a crazy movie. And I like maybe it's not the budget, but like. Werewolf, an American werewolf in in London that existed around the same time, right? In yeah, London, werewolf in America, and, like, and the thing, like, the, like they, mm-hmm. there is 
the capabilities of doing special yeah. effects that oh, yeah. exist and are good and we <laughs> can see that aren't like slow right. fade images. Yeah. Not yeah. I still love that scene, but I'm saying it could <laughs> but, have maybe right. the rest of the movie could have also been in at least interesting. And that scene also could have been half the length that it is. I just want to point out this little interaction in the chat right now where Elsie says, Kurt Russell is in Fox and the Hound? And Dylan says, yeah, he was the fox and or the hound. Yeah, I know. My name's Copper. He's one of them. them. I'm a hound dog. I think he's probably the fox, is my guess. I don't think I've ever seen You think about Winnie the Pooh when you cry, but you don't think about Fox and the Hound and cry. I just... I... I do. I just didn't watch The Fox and the Hound as much as I watched Winnie the Pooh. Right. Because there's also Winnie the Pooh. There's the Tigger movie. There's Piglet's Big Move movie. There's <laughs> the Piglet movie and Piglet's Big Move or something like that. Okay, there's sure. multiple. I'll believe and you. there's Winnie the Pooh. Moving. There's the one where Christopher Robin goes to school and that's a whole deal. There was there's like a, a recent of- one that was like the last hand-drawn animated movie Disney came out with. <laughs> the Heffalump that- movie. Yeah, no. where we have our friend who's a heffalump. Was that it? Oh, the one from like 2013 or whatever? Yeah, I think that was it. Okay. Because we know. had a, like a new person like joined the Winnie the Pooh gang and he was a little heffalump, right, a little right. guy. And he was, was that like, the one I'm where, just the baby. Is that the one where Tom Kenny's the rabbit? I don't know. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> you don't I'm know. Not sure. You don't know? <laughs> I, don't. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know Tom Kenny was the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing earlier, Keisha, because Ozzy stood up and just was like slowly approaching the camera. <laughs> well, he's he's sitting on the bed, like at the very end now. <laughs> facing the other direction. Yeah, he's just facing the I don't wall. Know. Um, he probably wants dinner, but so let's talk about this uh, Alan Parsons project <laughs> soundtrack on this movie. Because, like, oh, the the opening credits of this movie are, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. They're really it's funny. Chef's kiss. That's my chef. That's my French kiss for the evening. Right. It's for the opening credits. The opening right. It's, like, really because, good. okay, so apparently, according to Wikipedia, the story is that Richard Donner was just listening to a lot of Alan Parsons Project cassettes. While he was, like, location <laughs> scouting for this movie. So every time he looked at one of these, <laughs> like, castles, he had, like, Alan Parsons Project jam band music in his ears the whole time. And he was just like, we should get this guy to do the music. And <laughs> these two things go together, yeah, I've decided. So this whole movie has this weird, like, Euro-tech, like, electronic, like, funk jam band rock soundtrack. It's so good, though. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's it's so funny because at first, like, the sun is rising, <laughs> and thematically you don't know what that means yet, but yeah. I know what it meant right, because right. I... <laughs> ooh, and you're like, you're like, ooh, like, a cool fantasy adventure, and then it's like... <laughs> and then just hawk faces. Yeah. It's just the hawk yeah. shows up And they keep, like, cutting again. in, like, a hawk, like, taking flight dramatically. It's so good. It's like the opening of the labyrinth, but, like, less mysterious and cool. Right. <laughs> and it's so You're weird. Like, I guess. And it's so weird how, like, it just makes you think about how far movies have come. Because, like, there are, like, movies from this period that, like, hold up, like, really supremely well. Like, just visually mm-hmm. and scriptually. 
And, <laughs> like, scripturally. Scripturally. And, like, I think of, like, Princess Bride. That was, like, around the same time. It's dealing yeah. in a lot of the same aesthetics. Yeah. And that movie, like, looks great. And you don't even necessarily, like, feel... It feels, like, really timeless, you Like, know? Princess Bride is timeless. Yeah. This movie Absolutely. is not It's, like, timeless. not at all timeless. No. Like, the whole movie looks weird. There's something about the way it's, like, blocked and edited that just feels wrong. And, like, everything's mm-hmm. filmed in this, like, weird day for night. And you can, like, tell because the fire yeah. doesn't illuminate anything. Oh, yeah. I thought the same thing when I was yeah. watching it. Because I was like, well, half this movie is supposed to be at night. And night half time. supposed to be in the day. But then I, like, oh, I thought that was day. But wait, that can't yeah. be day. That has to be night. Right. And, yeah, that and was And you can great. tell. Because that's something that mm-hmm. I don't think they really do it anymore. Because most of the time it looks like this. And you're like, what's up with that? But, like, you can mm-hmm. shoot day for night if you need to. You can, like, treat the film and, like, adjust the lighting and the, like, Just color temperature darker. and stuff to, like, make it more Get blue some black and make it... put the film in that. Yeah, you can, like, trick people into thinking it's, like, this is nighttime, but it's not. And, like, one of yeah. the great ways to, like, look at it is, like, when you look at the fire in all these, like, nighttime scenes, it's not, like, lighting anything up. Like, yeah. the fire is just, like, a little red object, and it looks super weird. Mm-hmm. It's, like... And just yeah. the sky is blue the whole time. <laughs> right, like, yeah. 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 It's night, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just was looks it's... cloudy, but... <laughs> Was it Some Like It Hot that did that for the very first time, or was it just a good example of it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, Some Like It Hot, they do that effect at one point. They're like, I think it's like the last scene in that movie where they're like running away on the beach or something, but there's just a shot of Marilyn Monroe like running like on a beach into a dock to like talk to somebody, and it's shot. It's like high noon, beautiful, <laughs> bright sun, blue sky, but they've just like made it like a little bit darker, but Marilyn Monroe has just like this giant shadow behind her and she's like running it's just like day for night has never looked good and it's just something we keep trying to do because it's a good idea it just doesn't work i I kind of i like um, a movie that feels like it's from the era it's from though i think there's a case for like movies that aren't necessarily timeless Timeless. like my i love robocop RoboCop is right. not a timeless movie. No, yeah, RoboCop no. feels like it's from it's, In several ways. <laughs> and it's supposed to. Like, it's it's like a reflection on Reagan-era right. America. Like, that's the point. Uh-huh. This movie, I don't know if there is a point to it. Uh, I don't know if there's... I, the point is true love and also maybe telling the truth. Right. And there's, all, there's not a genre. It's like maybe comedy, maybe drama, maybe. But it's not really that funny and it's not really that serious. There are, three, there are three and people and they do nothing stuff. Nothing happens. You can't it's call like it a romance because the two people aren't <laughs> ever there together. So, Jackson, the um, the music thing kind of reminded me. I mean, like it's done well sometimes where you put modern music into like a period. Piece. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. But I mean, like, is, Night's Tale. Like, Night's Tale is what I was going to bring up. Yeah. That's, you know, a good movie. Her um, second favorite movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, this music in this one just called Distracting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when it would, I don't know. It just was like, somebody had a good idea, but then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, like, it's hard to pin down. It. Yeah, it's hard to pin down exactly why. I think there is a case to be made that, like, it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I would have felt at the time. I think the music would just feel silly regardless of the context yeah, no right now. So that just makes it feel silly in this movie. But watching it in the 80s, 
I don't remember right. that the music was weird. I bought it. I mean, I bought it. <laughs> it's an awesome yeah. movie. What did I know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, you think of like the, the Baz Luhrmann, Great Gatsby, and it's like, there was a part of me that was thinking like, yeah. well, if it's like too, maybe if it like is so modern, it like feels dated, but like later when that thing that was modern becomes itself dated, you yeah. know, but like, mm-hmm. I think Great Gatsby really holds up, even though it's like Jay-Z, you know, like. But I think it's also, uh, yeah, the, it's way like they Taylor use, it's also the way they use the music. And in this movie, it just had these weird, like, lo- really loud, like, all of a sudden the music would, like, kind of take over. Right, for yeah. For no mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, it wasn't there to, like, elevate the, like, emotions of a scene. Because like, what I like, what's so great about The Great Gatsby is that when we hear 20s music, we think old-fashioned music. And we don't think about, like, what it really represented at the time. Like, because it was, like, a new yeah. thing that was, like, breaking boundaries. It was, like, new and cool. But we just don't hear it that way anymore. So, like, using modern music to basically yeah, do was, what like, the music at the time would have been doing is really smart right. and really good decision. But this movie isn't... First of all, it's not the same at all because it's not needle drops. They're not playing a song. They're just songs that sound like the 80s. It's just what the music is like. And yeah, it's not elevating anything. If anything, it's replacing anything else that was going on in the scene. You know? Right, yeah. I think so it's like this is time now it's time for music. <laughs> I was thinking a lot about Sleepless in Seattle while I was watching this movie. Because that's like another movie that's like ostensibly a romance where like the leads like don't like meet actually until like the very end. Oh. And that's true. Mm-hmm. like I think that like, Sleepless in Seattle's not my favorite movie, but, like, obviously that movie does it a lot better, I think. And, like, it's... I, I don't know, the only thing I can come down to... I want to, like, pinpoint it on a reason. I want to, like, say something smart that's just, like, well, Sleepless in Seattle does it this way, and Lady Hawk does it this way, but I just think that mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle, just the rest of the movie besides that is good. And that's yeah. just not true <laughs> in this one. Like, well, you, you cared about the people exactly. as individuals. Like, you yeah. built a relationship with them. And you understood they were well-rounded. You knew who they were. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, they go good together. Yeah. 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 Like, there's a reason outside of they love each other. It's, yeah. It's that, like, like an actual like, yeah. character-based reason. <laughs> not necessarily romance. Because in Sleepless in Seattle, they, don't, they literally don't know each other. So it's like really like not yeah. a romance per se. But you still care about these characters and you sort of like have a feel for where things are going and you like want them to meet but like but that's not the most important thing in the story the most important thing in the story is that the characters are mm. interesting and you're invested in them yeah. and and you want to know more and you want to see what's going to happen to them in this movie I mean, like I said, the only reason any of them are even hanging out with each other is because one of them keeps telling him he's going to kill Matthew Broderick. And he's like, well, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I guess I'll hang out. And it's, it's but such a monologue. his mind after he saw the scratches on his chest. Right, right. Realized. But it's such a monologue-heavy movie. Yeah. There's so many monologues. Like, there's a monologue about why there's a gem missing on his sword. Yeah, he doesn't ever Which get doesn't that gem, ever, does he? Oh, doesn't come in, never do comes back anything? into play. Never never does anything. <laughs> but like, so Why did he need the sword at the end? He had a sword. Why did he need another sword? It do, The sword doesn't matter. He doesn't no, even yeah, use it. Matter it's weird. He's but like, like, why can't you spare it, a monologue? Like, saved it, like hid it from him, and then showed up with it. Yeah, was just like half. Was he lying? Ha- I kind of <laughs> dipped out a little bit. <laughs> but like, have spare two minutes. 
of the Lady Hawk talking about a story in which they were in love together. Right. And then have him tell another story. That's like four minutes of movie. Yeah. That's not yeah. long. They could have they done it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I can see why they'd fall in love with each other. And it and, would be kind of funny because they would have been talking to Philippe and, like, telling their side of the story and, like, could have, like, cut back right. and forth, you know, like, his reaction yeah. to what they were, their love story, basically. Right. Yes. Yeah, it might even be fun to have it be like uh, Rucker Howard's like, oh, there was this one time uh, this and this happened and I totally like saved her from these ruffians or whatever. And then you could like cut back to Michelle Pfeiffer being like, that's not what happened. Yeah, exactly. Have them like be kind of each other and like have some kind of rapport, like even though they're not in the same room. Passing messages back and forth. Remember that time? Yeah. They didn't use Matthew, ba- Bra- Matthew Bandrake as much as they could have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was more important to talk about the sword. <laughs> right. Let you know nothing why there's a jewel was- missing in that sword. <laughs> and why we're and never was- going to put one in there. <laughs> no. It wasn't even like a magic sword. The sword could have had something to do with the prophecy, the breaking of the whatever. Like you the, had to the kill curse. The I like with the sword. The it's sword. like they put the gun on the mantle and then forgot <laughs> yeah. to put the gun back on the mantle. They just forgot about it. <laughs> then they it forgot about the gun. The and then during the credits, <laughs> they were like, oh, dang it, we left that gun over there. <laughs> How about that mercenary that was in the movie for like 30 seconds? I like, mean, there are like four sequences that are just like, oh, here are some him. more guys that are going to try to get him. And then they no, like, his name's guy away. With, the, with the big eyebrows and the. The trapper. The wolf trapper. Right. Oh, yes! Oh, yeah. and like, Michelle and just Pfeiffer just murders him. <laughs> okay, just but did she him. or did it was yes. an accident? No, she pushes him into a bear trap! Oh, pushes right, his right, right. into a bear trap! I was having oh, a hard yeah. time remembering, but now she, I do. She thought... Well, she was, was all scared in the woods and, like, creeping around, and all the traps were, like, snapping. Yeah! But then I wasn't sure, like, I, like, blinked or something, and then he was in a trap, and I wasn't sure... If she did it, or if he, it was like an act. Yeah, the bishop yeah. hires a huntsman who kills many wolves, and also yeah. implies that because of the plague, there are like way too many wolves. I right. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. So like, which I is can't why find this, this man has a job. <laughs> also, when she walks out of the hut and sees the hides on the horse, and she starts screaming, like, right. she thought it was, him. She it thought was, it was her love. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't even so the that's why she murdered him. <laughs> she got the highest kill count. Yeah. Lady Hawk kill count. One. <laughs> One. Right, I guess I was did. gonna complain. No, that a lot was, of people die. I try. I was to gonna complain remember. that it annoyed me that like the hawk was like totally helpless all the time. Like all she did was like, like they both got shot with an arrow, right? She yeah. gets shot with yeah. an arrow, she needed to but he lay almost gets shot with an arrow in some furs and show her breast. But he just like sucked it up and he was yeah. Fine. And then he stabs <laughs> the guy with that arrow. They get shot in yeah. the same place, like right there. Yeah, but she but gets Michelle shot Pfeiffer as a was hawk. a bird at the time. Like she <laughs> like, when she came back to be a human. Yeah. Then she was like, oh. <laughs> then they were like, we like, have to pull her? an arrow out of a woman. She's going to die. It's like to pull an arrow out of a woman. <laughs> so it makes me feel a little bit better if she actually murdered the huntsman. Because That's true. Well, what like I was thought was going to happen. scared running through the woods and then accidentally he got killed. Oops. 
what I thought was going to happen, because Matthew Broderick throws the sword to him during that final fight, and he doesn't pick it up ever, then I think he throws it to, like, he keeps throwing his sword, he throws it through the bishop at the last second in the movie. But what I thought was going to happen was that he was, like, in that position where the guy was going to stab down on him, and then that's when Isabeau was going to come in and, like, stab the guy with the sword and, like, save his life. That's what I wanted to happen. Oh, I think that would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been better. It would have. Other than just being like, look at this little bird hat, you (laughs) dumb idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She said, spit on him. Leather on the ground, son. Uh, And then she was like, pick it it up. (laughs) What if it was called? They're taking like, they're doing like take after take of her, like giving different attitudes. <laughs> yeah, they're like more energy, more energy. Okay, you're mad at him. Throw it in his face. Yeah, yeah. throw it in his mm. face. Make a meal out of it, Michelle. Make a meal out of it. I want Michelle to make a meal out of it. She just does it. <laughs> what well, I'm gonna make She's the like, movie. We're on a diet tonight. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make the remake of this movie, and I'm gonna call it Dude Wolf. <laughs> Man Wolf. Man Wolf. With the E at the end. Yeah, exactly. Please. Yeah, with any. Okay. Yeah, Wolfy. At the end of Wolf, yeah. I do think this movie is kind of cool because, like, there's a lot of, like, 80s fantasy movies. Like, that's a whole genre. We have 10 billion of them. But what I think is kind of weird about this movie is it's it's a fantasy movie that has magic in it. It's not high fantasy because you don't have, like, elves or monsters or anything. But, like, it's weird that we just, like, talk about God so much. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's God weird, is but, like, that's what the magic is. It's not but magic, like God, it's the devil. There's God and there's magic. Like, but well, the magic is the demonic devil. Because it made the curse. Yeah. Because so it, it, it's just weird. Like, devil. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like, especially because this movie isn't, like, a direct parallel about anything of Christianity. Like, it's not Narnia, where we're, like, trying to tell you, like, a Christian story <laughs> right. in Fantasylands. Yeah. It's just, like, a regular fantasy movie. And I guess that a lot of knights and stuff in the real world were religiously bla- based. It had a lot yeah. to do with, like, God and, like, stuff like that. But it's just weird in a fantasy setting, because it's, like weirdly realistic but then still also a fantasy and like i love i love matthew broderick talking to god the whole movie i was like i've never seen that before it's kind of weird it's like the conjuring the best christian romance movie ever made yeah the conjuring and the conjuring 2 the best christmas movie ever made yes (laughs) the best christmas christian romance movie ever made like a million times in my life but have you guys watched willow i think i may have once but i don't really remember it it was because it was like the same labyrinth and willow right yeah and mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't remember a lot about it, but I remember that it was good. And, but it was the eighties, so who knows? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was just another one of the. It was like a George Lucas, Jim Henson, fantasy epic. But I don't know I the other Jim one Henson. of those we still talk about. <laughs> and like, like so we maybe st- there's a reason. Yeah, we don't exactly. Talk about we still this talk one. about the labyrinth. We still talk about the Dark Crystal, but Willow, we don't really. So I don't know. Maybe I need Why? to watch the Dark Crystal. I, I hear such good things about God, it. God, I how have I you not seen the Dark I Crystal? Know, I know. I haven't seen I it either. don't. When I go oh. on walks, I listen to the Dark Crystal soundtrack <laughs> because when I look at the trees and I, I just feel like I'm a little <laughs> gelfling, and I. I'm I'm on a mission. It's so good. The puppetry is so good. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It makes me cry. 
the like all of the yeah, lore no, I've is heard really it's amazing. And, yeah. Is this the new movie? The new version? The Age of Resistance That's is a series, series on yeah. Netflix. Oh, okay. It's also That's very good. It got canceled after one season. Probably because yeah. it's so expensive to make. Yeah. I was gonna say but the yeah. only thing I've heard about it is that the puppetry in it is just like breathtaking. It's cool. it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I love puppets, man. <laughs> puppets are great. <laughs> no puppets in this movie. No puppets. No. You <laughs> can't say yourself one. an 80s fantasy movie okay, and not have some few, kind of puppet in it. We watched a few episodes of The Muppet Show. The, like, old right. Ones. Yeah. There's some freaky puppets. Like, <laughs> yeah. Disturbing Mama puppetry. hates the puppets. That's just like a guy with a mask on. Man, oh. Mom and Dad hate puppets. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like dancing. It's yeah. so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not, not good. Well, not all puppets are good. <laughs> not all puppets are created equal. Not all puppets are good. <laughs> all, I just, okay, if I can, just one one more minute on this puppet. Puppet. <laughs> no, it's fine. Puppet minute. There's no puppets, There's no puppets that, in this movie. I understand no. that puppets can be intimidating. I understand that. I personally, was scared of people in mascots all my life. All my life I was. Like, when I would go to Disney World. There's actually a video of me when I was seven years old. I went to Universal Studios, and there was... I loved Curious George. And Curious George and the Man of the Yellow Hat were there. And there's just a video of me walking up, and I... And Curious George goes to hug me, and I literally, I'm just, like, leaning back <laughs> as far as I can, wearing Shrek ears. Because for some reason, I just knew that, like, that's not how Curious George is. <laughs> right. But, and I understand. That's not right. I understand that, that? that's how puppets can be to people. Right. But you're going to miss out on E.T. if you don't like puppets. You're going to miss out on Bad the example. Muppets. No, I... No, E.T. is great. E.T. is one of the best movies of all time. But he is an ugly little turd monster. (laughs) Some of the best movies. You're going to miss out on Star Wars if you don't like puppets. Yoda. We only like puppet Yoda. We hate CGI Yoda. Yeah, I'm just saying. You need puppets. You need puppets. They're not scary. We would have have no bar guys if it weren't for puppets. (laughs) No bar guys. Only boring human bar guys, if, if there were no That have, like, little horns, and we think, oh, that's enough to be a monster. Yeah. Not, like, a, not a bar guy. Yeah, not a bar not guy. Bar guy. We're t- I need Mama, a little blue we're- elephant. <laughs> when we say bar guys, we're talking about guys in bars in Star Wars. Oh, that's our it. That's our lexicon on this podcast. <laughs> bar guys. We like to talk about bar guys. We talk about we Star Wars. That's movies. a good bar guy. That's not a good bar. Yeah. Good bar has bar, bar guys. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, I, like, what else is there to be said about Lady Hawk, really? That like, hasn't okay, already well, been Jackson, said. what about that scene where he, when they first, they come, when they, um, the soldiers are chasing Philippe, and then, is it Navarre? Navarre? Navarre. Navarre. Navarre shows Navarre. up for the first time, and he goes, Captain Navarre, and then the new captain, like, shoves him into his sword. Wasn't that shocking? That was dope as hell. That I don't was think cool. that was pretty. That was a cool kill. I might not have been paying attention. I don't remember that part. Because the, That's one the beginning of the, of the one movie, of the soldiers, <laughs> one of the soldiers referred to Navarre as Captain Navarre, right? And his new captain, because I gave you the whole context that there were like dueling 
faction of captains. Are you guys gaslighting me? that whole thing? <laughs> no. No, that's the like, cool, that's, that's another thing. parts of the cool skeleton that I don't actually been, do anything with. I would have been paying be close attention at the beginning of the movie, and I don't remember this at that's, all. No, he was the captain, the old captain, right? Before he was like... Before he got banished by the before bishop. Before he got banished right. for loving the most beautiful girl in the world. Um, and so then the new captain's jealous, obviously, and that's why. I, I believe I don't know, you. That's why. That's why they're fighting so hard. But he shoved the, the guy into it. Just okay. To, and remember when he walked up at the very end when he's like, "Let me go by," and the one guy's like, "No, you're not the captain anymore," or something. <laughs> and then I don't remember what happened. He hit him. He like um, punches him, and then he lets him. Yeah, he hits him, and then all the rest of them were like, "Okay, you can be captain," and then they like, let him in. I did like yeah. the part when Michelle Pfeiffer was about to fall off that like bastion. And oh yeah! Like, oh, and she turns oh, into no. bird. oh no! Yeah. And then she turns into a bird halfway down. And then that other guy, they like knock him off, and he like you just see him like fall all the way down and like land on a rock at <laughs> yeah, the bottom. Yeah, why did they show that guy hit the ground and then just like roll <laughs> that was kind of awesome. While. That's in, it's because they want you to know that she would have died if she didn't right, turn into yeah. a bird. Yeah, exactly. This is what would have yeah. happened. You, on the left, walk on you, the left. There's just yeah. This this movie is set up to be something so incredible and something so cool. And instead, they just explain the cool things, and then you watch yeah. them, like, walk around and get firewood every day. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It's like... You watch them wake up every morning, and that's it. It's like Harry Potter oh, and the Deathly Olives. That guy murder him in the woods for no reason. Remember the guy that tried to murder him for no reason? With the crazy wife? Right. Like, with the, the crazy axe, farmers, like, yeah. Tried to kill Philippe. Mm-hmm. This movie is like Harry Potter no and the reason. Deathly Hollows yeah. Part 1, but somehow worse. That's what this movie's like. Jackson, <laughs> like you like the Deathly Hollows Part 1? I do. Like, I said this movie's like Harry Potter and the oh. Deathly Hollows Part 1, but worse. But worse. But not good. It has so much potential. And until there's a Lady Hawk remake, Dude Wolf. and they actually show the things, Dude Wolf with an E. Yes. Uh, they have to When they show the things that they say, I, I'm going to have to cling on to this movie hard because <laughs> this it's it's so it's such an interesting premise and i have such nostalgia for it that i'm just going to have to keep h- holding tight <laughs> holding it tight until always, the... it will always have a place <laughs> in my heart no matter how bad it is like it's just Keisha this I, is exactly it, what fan fiction is for this is like the, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they wrote their nobody own fan fiction it. nobody though. else understands my love I don't need to yeah. rewrite the things because it's cool to have a disgraced captain and cool to have a love story where the two people can't be with each other and it's right. cool to have like this fantastical. But we already did that, yeah. They did it, but they didn't actually do it. I want to see yeah. the things. I don't want to hear about the things. Hear about it. And when it's until like... the day the curse is broken and I may walk in the day at the same time as this movie existing, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to hold on to hope until that there solar eclipse runs around. And tell the yeah. truth. I'll tell the truth I until think, the eclipse the goes. day is night and the night is day. I think they could do a remake. I feel like this is the kind of movie that they might. But I don't, I don't know. Like, could People don't care about it or know what it is. But you are, but you are always surprised. Yeah, something from the that's 80s true. that like some people know about is the kind of stuff that always yeah. gets rebooted. That's true. So this is... No. I'm calling out everyone listening to this podcast. Warner Brothers. <laughs> Well, share Hawk. it with your friends. <laughs> Tweet to the world. Hashtag Lady Hawk remake <laughs> with an E, of course. Yes. With Lee, Lee. At the end of remake. <laughs> at the end of remake. Hashtag Lady Hawk remake. We want it. 
We, we need it. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so... I, am I am I being pushy? Are we done? Like, what's what's to be said? Let me uh, double check my notes. I've said my piece. Because last time I tried to wrap up the podcast, you were you were rude to me, Adeline. So now, well, it's because I had more things to say. <laughs> well, you... I wasn't done talking. I'm honestly just oh, so I happy do that really we like this. We haven't <laughs> talked. We haven't talked about the monk at all. The monk is like the second best part of the movie. Oh other right. Than I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I like the part where he's. Fun. I call him the priest. Like setting like booby traps. Yeah. So, but he yeah. doesn't look yeah. like yeah. he's no, doing it on whole, purpose. That's kind of fun. That whole big castle is like such a fun set piece. I feel like that's the only action scene that like works. Is those guys like trying to get into like his little dilapidated castle and like. They keep, like, running into things and, like, all these little payoffs of, like, right. oh, you're supposed to walk on the right side of the bridge. And they walk through the middle <laughs> and he falls through. Like, stuff like that. Like, that scene's super fun. Feels like a part of a movie that you would want to watch where something happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My oh. favorite fight scene was when, at the very beginning, like, one of the soldiers gets shot with an arrow. But he gets shot and then a whole beat goes by and it goes... Uh. <laughs> like it's just so delayed I like it when he took a guy and he threw him against a wooden door and then it knocked him out cold yeah <laughs> yeah. there's a really yeah. great he exchange kinda, he kind of tripped and fell into it and then he died apparently Like, so, why are the fight scenes in old movies so bad right. like, yeah like haven't we been doing fight scenes like, like since Shakespeare like shouldn't we be good at it always <laughs> and it's like Six guys to one guy, and the one guy just like elbows one guy, and he goes flying off a cliff. And the and other guys are all and waiting. Then, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, they're all waiting their turn. You take and... turns. That's because that is gentle and sportsmanlike. That's how duels work. One on one. Six people, one really guy. Great... <laughs> there's a great exchange between Rucker Hauer and Matthew Broderick at one point in this movie where Rucker Hauer is like, the sun's going down. And Matthew Broderick's like, how can you tell? Like what? It, and he's like, I've down. seen, I've seen a lot what? of sunsets. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about how weird the lighting yeah. was. So maybe yeah, that was, he's just we maybe that's just what the world is like. You're talking about the it's three in the afternoon. <laughs> it always looks exactly the same. It's I actually some deep lore that right we now. just ignored. Yeah, that's never yeah, actually. The sky was pink, and now it's like. A hazy periwinkle. So. Let's light a fire and see if you can see it. Then you know. There <laughs> right, we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also just think the name Lady Hawk is very funny because this is not like based on an old story or anything. It's just something that. May- oh, I forgot to say this on the podcast. Keisha, did you notice who wrote this movie? No. Tom Mankiewicz, <laughs> Mank's nephew. No way! <laughs> This is a mank picture. So you should like it way more. Yeah, that was perfect. Um, it's exactly but, like Citizen uh, Kane. But uh, Lady Hawk, like, what kind of name is that for the movie? Just like I don't know. There's a lady. She's a hawk. Well, yeah, that's why the lady is a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> lady. That's what they should have done. <laughs> And then they make Matthew Broderick say it at one point, so it's like, I guess you kind of justified it. It's like a it's joke. Like, it's I don't know, yeah, she's a lady hawk. She's a hawk lady. lady hawk. Yeah, because in, well, when she's a human, you know, he calls her my lady. 
when yeah, they up, call. I mean, that's like the like of the time they call right. them ladies. So maybe now would be like Miss Hawk, <laughs> Madam <laughs> Hawk, Mrs. Hawk, Hawk, ma'am. Is there a Mister Hawk? <laughs> No, there but is there, is a, <laughs> there is a doodle. There is. It's better. Lady, but Lady Hawk is just, it captures you, you know? You're like, you're like, you're like Lady oh, Hawk, right. intrigue. Oh, what is that? A, lady a, Hawk. There's a lady who's a hawk in this one. What, what kind, I need you to explain the premise oh, to me further. If she was a princess, there would be Princess Hawk. Yeah, the Hawk Princess. Yeah. The, the Hawk <laughs> Rise of the Guardians <laughs> of the Hawk Princess. <laughs> it's a sequel to Owls of Gahul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish that the Owls of Gahul was just a different movie about birds of prey, like just going down the line. Yeah, owls, <laughs> hawks, <laughs> eagles. Yeah, eagles. Except yeah, you couldn't you call it the eagles, or else you'd get sued by somebody. <laughs> What's up yeah. with YA literature these days? What's hot right now? I don't know. Whenever I went to the mm. library with the kids that I babysat, I would stick to the children's graphic novels because for some reason the teens' graphic novels always were bad. And for right. some reason, the one of the YA books I picked up at the library was called My Girlfriend's a Cosplayer, so I put that one right back <laughs> on the shelf and went on with my life. Like, we used to do a lot of, like, anthropomorphic animal fantasy. But I feel like I don't see cats. that anymore. Warriors. Warriors. That's what it was yeah. Warriors and Guardians of Gahul yeah. and, and uh, Red Wall and. Oh, Tale of Despero. Swordburn. Tale of Despero. <laughs> I remember that one. Tale of Matthew Braddock was also in Tale of Despero. Guts all coming together. How about the Rats of Nim? Uh, oh, yeah. That's a different yeah. th- different era, but that's also. But, like, we don't really that's do what that. I remember. Fievel Goes West. Because we're like, we're, like, mm-hmm. even past the, like, Teen dystopia. Like, dystopian. like we've yeah. moved yeah. past We're that now, right? Or are we still in there? I think so that... it's all romance and like and like activism, right? Like. Or like so I they, they like yeah. They like like present day like normal kid stories now. The the John yeah. Green esque stories, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Trauma and mm-hmm. yeah, sadness and well, but all the classics are still death. there. This is like Harry Potter right. and Percy Jackson are still staples, yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, I have actually been pleasantly surprised by how many kids still like Percy Jackson. Uh, yeah. right. I thought yeah. I personally prefer Percy Jackson over Harry Potter. Sorry, he's, sorry, everybody. He's still writing <laughs> but, those things. They still have yeah, a new one every year. Or yeah, so. yeah. Well, I just like, I was worried. Egypt. I was worried it was going to die out. Series of unfortunate events kids read. Oh yeah, that's had a little bit of a comeback because there's a Netflix show. But yeah, well yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think we are so good. Ran, they are they are good. Like I pick those up every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, this still rules. This is still the best. <laughs> I'm like, still happy. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I remember my my like favorite like book that I used to read when I was a kid. It was the Boxcar Children. But only the first one. I love that book. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but Boxcar Children is that, I don't even, I don't remember why, but a bunch of orphans, they live in a boxcar, and they just, like, live their life, like, trying to figure it out. Like, the older brother, like, goes to work, and the girls, like, make bread from water from the creek, and, like, we have a fun time. (laughs) 
and I think they solve a murder or whatever. But then at the end of the first book, they get adopted by some rich dude, so they're no longer the boxcar children because they immediately get adopted, and then they're just right. solving murders for the rest of like the twelve billion <laughs> books. I'm like, this isn't what I wanted. I didn't want Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, but orphans. they're all rich kids now. Like that's not what I wanted. Oh no, it's Annie becomes a detective. Annie also right. becomes that's, a detective yeah. after she gets adopted. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's your only path. The only path is detecting once you've been adopted. Once you've been adopted, uh, yeah. sense to me only after. Personally. If you're precocious and intelligent, you're gonna find a dead body, it. and you're gonna find out why it's there. Probably what some property disputes. A, what if we started a book club on the podcast and we just read the Animorphs books? Oh, <laughs> yeah. What if, like, once every two weeks we came back Wait, with a new Animorphs they book? They cannot be good stories, right? I don't like, know. No, they're I've excellent. heard they get weird. Right? Like, really I mean, look, weird. They're probably written by, like, eight different people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But, I mean, Jackson just checked them out so he could flip the yeah. pages. I mean, I read some of them. I read, like, a few, but most of the time, yeah, I would just check them out and I'd do the flip book and I'd look at the hologram yeah. and enjoy myself that way. Yeah. Well, like, there's there was one where, because the deal is, if you stay in animal form for, like, two hours, two, right. two hours, you stay in animal forever. Yeah. Tobias. And that's, that's drama. Yeah. That's drama. <laughs> that's that's drama, drama, baby. <laughs> I need, I need the drama. <laughs> I remember. I'm excited to see where the the young adults, the next big thing is. Yeah. Because I I'm glad that we're phasing out of the dystopian future. Yeah. It was like, exhausting. We've yeah. seen that played out. Yeah. I love the Hunger Games, but I I don't need twelve more. Of them. I did not. Yeah. You can yeah. only read that so many times. Yeah. Same. There's a new the, like, Hunger Games book. What's up with that? It's I I think it's I like the it. first Hunger Games. It's like the first purge. Oh, it's like a prequel. <laughs> yeah. I had only seen the first Purge. Um, and <laughs> well, when of I, course, it's the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need. And then there are but more that, of them. Got but it. But when I say, but when you say, oh, I've seen the first Purge, they're like, oh, yeah, the pur- Purge, yeah, the you, one that came out before all of the other ones. You say, no, no, no. no the no, last no, no, no. one. Called the first Title, purge. the first Purge. <laughs> It's bad marketing. The first it's purge. bad marketing. You want to go see the first purge? No, I've already seen the first purge. <laughs> the first laugh. No, 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 no. You haven't seen the first purge. It's the first purge. purge. It hasn't come out yet. <laughs> the first purge. The first, first purge. Uh, okay, so anyway. <laughs> I feel like we've run out of Lady Hawk talk. Lady talk. Yeah, Lady Animorphs talk. is related. Like Animorphs, people turning it, into animals. This, it predated Animorphs. Did. It predated. This, this was the predated ancestor to Animorphs. To... Oh, it was inspired by Lady Hawk. It could be. Animorphs. Exactly. A lot of things are, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think a, a middle-aged white lady named K.A. Applegate is the kind of person who probably was into Lady Hawk. That just, that just tracks yeah, to me. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. So, Keisha, do you want to do our plugs? Wrap up the show? I do. I do. Uh, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, like and comment and maybe s- subscribe. Think about that. We would love that if you did. Get that through your brain. Uh, See how it feels. If you if you feel like you have more things to say about puppets, Lady Hawk, uh, Fruit, uh, Fox and the Hound, Don't say or the fruit. word fruit. <laughs> Happy one month fruit anniversary, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. 
I don't know. I'm not <laughs> fact checking that. They just said that. On <laughs> I'm not either. Uh, that it could be true. It could not be true. Uh, but it if feels you like we've like been doing talk- it for years. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's been ten years. That's that's the fruit is timeless. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to talk about any of those things, join us in our Discord. The link is in the description. We talk about lots of different stuff, uh, namely fruit. <laughs> Mostly fruit. <laughs> Mostly fruit. Uh, you can also follow us uh, on Twitter at No Nerds Pod. You can follow Jackson at Jepper Pack. You can follow Adeline at Hollow Back Horse. And you can follow me. Uh, as we storm Warner Bros. and demand a Lady Hawk remake. Dude, wolf, <laughs> meet, dude, wolf, dude, Meet wolf. me in L.A. We'll do a meetup uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> We're not doing that. Not yet, at least. Buy a not billboard. Yet. That works, I've learned. Yeah. Also, happy Mother's Day. Jen, thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to plug, you should do that now. <laughs> if not... You can just I'm good. Plug the middle <laughs> school you work at. Yeah. Like, hey, I've moved on to high school, Jackson. Oh, that's right. Uh, but still English. Still English. Still English. Uh, so next week... We're writing an essay. <laughs> next week we're doing Randy, correct? Yes, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Okay. So next week is the return of Randy's choice, and the the random movie generator came up with uh, the Weatherman starring Nicolas Cage. So that's gonna be our movie next week. Gore Verbinski's the Weatherman. I've never seen it. I'm excited about it. Um, You're just on so a Gore Verbinski push because of blank check. I mean that's true, but it's also just what the random movie generator came up also. with. Also. Uh, I think that so, this is a good lead-in to own, to a, a series where we watch Nicolas Cage movies with the word man in the title. Yeah. Because there's a lot of them. The Weatherman, Wicker Man, Wicker man. Uh, Family Man, which exists. I don't think I know Spider-Man. that one. I've talked about it so many times. I've literally Wait, talked about it last week What was that last one? Did you just say Spider-Man? The, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, yeah, Nicholas yeah. Cage is Spider Man, but the Family Man exists. Okay. It's the one where it's the Christmas movie. Okay, we okay, watch we'll Christmas watch it at Christmas time, oh, I guess. I don't know. I've seen, I've heard of that movie. Exactly, if it exists, <laughs> there are dozens <laughs> of us. Uh, okay, so would you guys like to hear? <laughs> would you guys like to hear a one-star review of uh, Lady Hawk? Yes, please. I guess. Uh, I don't know if my heart can take it. Oh, actually, I'm switching out the format this time. I forgot. <laughs> this is not from. This is not a review. This is a comment because I okay. have recently discovered the goldmine that is that like if you rent movies like through YouTube, they still have like a comment section like every other YouTube video does, and yeah. the comment sections on like VOD films on YouTube are wild and i just wanted to read one of these so this is a youtube comment on lady hawk and it says i don't have a lot of hope with love and romance i watched this entire movie and i'm moved and i keep having hope <laughs> yay that's great that's all we wanted one star oh no just a comment gotcha <laughs> that's yeah, what just a comment. yeah that's said, what it's what? all for man yeah. If this movie could do one thing, if it inspired hope, inspired for love, hope for love and person, romance, and for romance, you know, that makes that brings joy. Maybe there's uh, someone out there for you, Some... but they're just 
Mar- a wolf when you're a, when you're a human, right. you're a human and you're a bird when he's when he's not well, a wolf. Yeah, if you've been cursed, it's not your fault. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> well, if it if it's a wolf when you're a human, that's just a wolf. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> On every level except physical, I am a wolf. There we go. <laughs> also, Shrek was inspired by Lady Hawk. I forgot. Yes, true. That was the last thing. That's all. Was Shrek. it actually? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Fiona is a freaking. Well, but, okay, no, I had. I have to actually Hello? have this conversation now because Ian tried to tell me that earlier, and I was like, no, I don't think so because it's. Okay, fine. Be. Okay, it's I'll put be. this in at the end of the okay, podcast. Because no, 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 Shrek is just making fun of fantasy staples <laughs> and like the staples of like, oh, they're cursed and they're in love and they transform. Just seems like fantasy staples to me, so that's why sh- it's in Shrek because Shrek is making fun of those fantasy staples. Like, I don't think it's. I don't know. Find you're another, right. They're very similar, another. but I don't think they're like directly find inspired by one. each other. I think it is. Okay, I think it is. Let me get my I'm gonna have to I mean, what all the fairy tales? But Hawk is based on those same... Which, yeah. which fairy tales? Yeah, I was like, gonna say, I can't really think of any other ones. <laughs> a princess and the frog! Idiot! Princess and the frog. The princess doesn't dress to in the original one. But you kiss somebody and they're cursed to be an animal and then they come back and they're the other thing. There's the, also, what's the one the fantasy frog. tale? Where she gets turned into a goose and she comes back. The Swan Princess. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go get my Grim fairy tale book. Yeah, that's one like, of them. The one of the, the Grimm's fairy tales. She turns into a goose and then she gets turned back into a person. But the Princess and the Frog is not the Disney version, Adeline. Because Princess and the Frog is just like a princess found no, a frog. No. It was like, hey, I'm a prince, and then that yeah, was and that. Then she kisses him, and then he turns never, into like, a prince. In love. Yes, they were never like in love and cursed to be a part because he was a frog. I'm saying those kind of transformation stories. Shrek and Fiona aren't a part. They're just. But that they can't but be together can't because be, of the social can't, can't the social find things. Love because of and not that because curse. Fiona's a human because Shrek is <laughs> an ogre. Night, I think Only we all need though. to do some research. Werewolves, like I guess that's also in general. Werewolves. Werewolves. Werewolf happens to werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> I am saying they're playing on there themes. Is no Both of them are playing on themes that already exist in fantasy, so that's why they're similar. I do not think they're directly inspired by yeah. each other. I think I think it is. Great. <laughs> Go out on live and say it is. Is there someone we could call? Hello. Mike Meyer. Shrek. Hello. Pick up. <laughs> Hello, is this Shrek? Donkey. Is this Shrek? Can I speak to Shrek, please? <laughs> I mean, Michael Katzenberg's probably not doing a lot now that Quibi's dead. Right, just Jeffrey call him, so. <laughs> yeah. we can, we Yo, Jeffy. Hey, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Can I can I talk to you? Can I talk to you for a quick bite? Can I talk to you? Lady Hawk would have been a perfect story for Quibi. Quibi reboot of Lady Hawk. Bring it back. Bring Quibi back. Bring Quibi back. I'm, hello. I'm. You're welcome, Jeff. <laughs> I just fixed your whole thing. What platform did all the Quibi shows get migrated to? The garbage can. Zero. None. <laughs> no, there was something. Somebody bought the catalog. I want to do a Quibi deep dive now that so it's all Quibi, over. Quibi was like, what if we made Vine, but it was just celebrities doing dramatic skits? No. Is I mean, that what Quibi they were, was? No, they're like it TV was, shows, but they're media. like five to ten minute episodes. Okay, gotcha. And part of the bit was like you could watch them horizontally or vertically. Like the bit was like you can watch this on the bus. You can watch this like mm-hmm. on a commute. If you have ten minutes yeah. to yourself, you can watch a whole episode of something. 
Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and nobody yeah, liked it, now. nobody wanted it, and nobody bought it, and it went out of business, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, no, yeah. fuck this. We don't want it. Because they were like, uh, the millennials will pay us money uh, to watch five minutes worth of entertainment. Because, But you know what else is... And Enter- five minutes worth of entertainment is like YouTube. YouTube. And yeah, exactly. Just put well, on a even podcast like, for five minutes. Even like all the short term like social media that we have. Like, yeah, I want. I we have TikTok is super short because I only want to watch <laughs> a teenager dancing for so long. You know, like <laughs> the reason those well, are I mean, short yeah. is because we because because we just give it its chance and then we move on. <laughs> move on. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know because that's the thing. It's interesting. It was- it's kind of like YouTube Red. It's one of those things where it's like yeah. this is not a service people want. We're making a lot of content for this, but nobody's engaging with it. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that there's not, like, some good stuff on there. Like, there's yeah, still, yeah, like, yeah, people, yeah. like, yeah. making... And they have, like, a lot of big names. There was one with Idris they Elba do. in it. Yeah. There was one with Anna Kendrick. They did a Reno 911 The Anna Kendrick on one was whack, though. Yeah, like, it's so weird. So can you access these things, though? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I, I remember know. reading Let's... that somebody bought the library. Hold on. They're going to put it somewhere? Yeah. Bring Roku. Back Quibi. Roku acquires Ro- Quibi Roku. library. That's well, another thing. That's another one of those streaming services that like is like always on the cusp of dying is Roku. Yeah. So it know. says well, that well, they're not on like, Roku at the moment, but they will the be soon. Stick. Well, I can't wait until that day. <laughs> I'm when then watch during the day so I'm Quibi. here and during the night Roku's there. <laughs> or the opposite.
I'm just imagining somebody somebody showing up to the podcast for the first time. It's like, why don't these guys ever talk about Tenet? <laughs> no, yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that was the only one I've seen. I remember, like, it being such a big thing at that moment. I remember, like, hanging out, like, in between classes at SFCC one time. And I just, like, booted it up on my phone. And it was just like, well, let's go. And I, like... Played through one of them and I was just like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I didn't really think about it. It probably, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Car wash. This movie's so sad, you won't sleep for weeks. <laughs> right. Ooh. Right. Launched him to mega stardom. I think we should start marketing dramas the same way we market horror movies. Where it's just like, people were, <laughs> people were throwing up in the theater at this first screening of Lady Bird. They were so moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ha 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 ha.
jetzt weh. Stirring. Ja. Heart throbbing. Come see the movie the critics are calling heart throbbingly melancholy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, we got sad lesbian love. <laughs> we'll sell you the whole scene, but you only need the edge. Conch, oh, Conch 3. Yeah, I keep forgetting about it. I don't know. I'm excited about it. It's not James Wan, though. It's not James Wan, though, and that's the only thing. Yeah. It's a different guy. And, like, he's still a producer or whatever, but it's not the same. It's not going to be the same without one. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, the, no, the Crooked Man. Yeah. <laughs> the Bye-Bye Man. Uh, right. What's James Wan even up to right now? Oh, Aquaman 2. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. We, we can... We can bounce, though. Uh... Oh, shit. Uh, James Wan directed Malignant, which is a movie that's coming out in a few weeks. I didn't even know that. That's just one of those... That's just one of those movie titles where you're just like, oh, I don't know what that is. Probably sounds bad. <laughs> uh, but it's James Wan. James Wan. <laughs> 